We the bestest cast with the left twist. Pat fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of On the Guest List with Fox trying to get down with White Sox, Dave, Kenny Carkey, and Dante. We have a special episode this week, something we haven't done in a long time. We have no guests. This is a roundtable episode. We are having a serious fucking conversation. No jokes. Putting all the jokes aside this week. We're going for a real conversation. On this week, for the first time in weeks also, we have all the boys together. We got Kenny out in LA. Kenny, how are you, buddy? Hey, good, my man. Uh, that was the happiest intro I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Best day of my life. That's it. It's been so long since we've been on together. Dude, seriously, this is bullshit, dude. Uh, in Chicago, Illinois, we have White Sox Dave. How are you, buddy? Uh, two things. One, uh, <laughs> I got the Taylor back really strong. And so I dropped it off Guitar Center, which is luckily right around the corner for me. And uh, when I picked it up yesterday, the guy's like, this is the nicest Taylor I've ever played. I'm like, you know what? Funny story about that. I got that from the OAR lead singer and guitarist, Mark Robert. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I'm like, I'm like ah, nothing. It's a friend of mine. Gotta go. He's like, who? <laughs> I have kind of intentionally been avoiding asking you guys about what the thesis of this show is going to be about today, which is Joe Rogan and Spotify, Neil Young, all that because I hope we all have extremely different opinions. We will. And I think constructive criticism always wins. Or not criticism, uh, civil discourse. Civil and discourse. Constructive, and yeah. constructive criticism. But uh, I, I hope we have a great talk. And uh, I can't wait to get balls deep into this one. Me You're too, brother. Man, Dave. Speaking of civil discourse and deep conversation, someone who just wrote a beautiful article about this on Barstool's website. Dante is live from New York. Dante, how are you, buddy? Great, man. Thank you for uh, thank you for the praise. I I put a lot of work into that. I was shocked it got published. I was I was um, surprised too, actually. Yeah, I mean, I wrote it. I wrote it really early during the day, and it just sat in the drafts like usual. And I figured it was gonna never see the light of day, like half my blogs do. But it went up around eight o'clock last night. Got a ton of positive feedback, which is good. Um, also, got a lot of blowback from people telling me. You know, I'm a fucking anti-vaxxer, QAnon fucking follower. I mean, people are just fucking crazy, dude. It's it's insane. It, it was a insane. It was a beautifully written article, and I don't think there was one slant one way or the other. I thought it was oh, really it was. well done. It, no, it was it was facts. It was really well done. And uh, to to bring on another perspective, we don't. I, I don't consider this person who's on today as a guest because this show is hosted by the three of us or the three of you guys and Fox trying to get down. One of the members of the band is one of the smartest, most eloquent, most empathetic human beings I've ever met in my entire life. Not to mention one of the best saxophone players on God's green earth. Mr. William shades on the podcast today. William, how are you buddy? Hey, what's going on? It's been, it's been a while. I feel like I the didn't... last time I was on, I was like, we were all sitting in your backyard no, the last time you were on was Corey Wong. You were there as like a friend. Uh, oh, you're right. I never thanked yeah, you so. for introducing me to his music, and I've been a huge fan of his ever since that episode. So thank you for that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will's I mean, nervous, yo. can't get enough. <laughs> Man of many words. Uh, hey, I just I'm gonna suck your dick real quick. Uh, <laughs> before I saw you live at Wishfest. White Sox Dave told me how good you were and like the whole band, he told me how good the band was. And I was still 
blown the fuck away. And no offense to Colin, you stole the show, my man. Oh, dude. Yeah, good. Fuck Colin. I mean, I, I just as a as a saxophone player, I feel honored that a live sound engineer even puts me loud enough to be heard in a venue. So like that, that alone, just like being heard is a gift. Dude, you're blasting, man. There's a lot of songs that shouldn't be touched because the original is just perfect. You guys fucking crushed Alicia Keys. If I ain't got you. That's all I Like that song doesn't have saxophone. Like Will and Erica, like, hey, you guys kind of ping pong back and forth, just out fucking standing. Bro, I always say this. I might be the mouthpiece of the band, and I write the songs, but when you come see us live, there's two things you take away. One, Eric is a fucking monster, and two, Will Shade is the best musician on, on the earth. So I always say that. Like, I like I see this motherfucker is so, like, humble, and, like, he's just like, oh, wow, thank you so much. But in your head, you have to know, like, yeah, I am that dude, right? <laughs> yeah, come on. I mean, I feel like if you think that, then you're definitely not as good as you think. You oh, know? you're such a dickhead. I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, fuckface musicians who, like, deserve to be fuckfaces, and then ones who don't. <laughs> I think there's yes, an yeah. equal Will, spread there. Will deserves to be a fuckface, but he's not, and I appreciate that. But, gentlemen, let's skip all the pleasantries. Let's get into the conversation today. We have two points we want to make, right? Usually we'll go into an interview at this point. We're not doing that this week. And I, I will say we were supposed to have an interview this week. And the person we're supposed to have an interview with is one of, I, I just can't even, it's Lil B. If you don't know who Lil B, the bass god is, you're fucking behind about 10 years. Lil B is a fucking visionary rap artist. He's also a man who cursed his NBA players. He's been on first take. <laughs> Kenny's dying. Kenny, what the fuck was that, dude? I think when you said visionary, he lost it. <laughs> you okay, Sorry. buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a larger bong rip than I thought it was going to be. Continue. Okay, so yeah, so Lil B is supposed to be coming on, right? Uh, Lil B sent me his phone number, and I texted him. I've been corresponding back and forth with him, and he just hasn't been answering me to set a time. So Lil B will hopefully be on next week. That is the greatest interview we could ever ask for. He's the, a fucking legend. I can't. I can't wait. But this week we had two main points that I wanted to get into, and we're gonna start with Joe Rogan versus Neil Young versus Spotify. And I want to start with this because I don't want anybody listening to this podcast to get any sort of preconceived notions as to like who we are, what we're talking about. All five of us who are here today are vaccinated. We're not out here fucking anti-vaxxers, whatever you want to say. We're all playing by the rules. We're not having any sort of slant in this conversation on that perspective. So fuck yourself. You're going to come in here with that. Uh, two, I will not cry a tear for a corporation. I don't give a fuck about Spotify. I don't care about Amazon. I don't care about BlackRock. That is not the point of this conversation either. What we're here to talk about today is the conversation about why did Neil Young pull his music off Spotify? Is Joe Rogan really in that much shit? And what the fuck is going on? So I just wanted to start out by laying that out there. Uh, let's lay out the facts to start. So Neil Young, of course, of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, his, uh, his own uh, solo career, said that he was going to pull his music off of Spotify if they did not take Joe Rogan down for his comments that he made on two different podcasts that were conversations with doctors uh, about the vaccine and the saying the vaccine misinformation, uh, right? The two doctors that were on were Peter McCullough, who's a cardiologist, the most published cardiologist in the world, and Dr. Robert Malone, who has nine mRNA vaccine, uh, what is that called? Patents. Patents. Uh, and is one of the most published per people in his field as well. So we had two 
published people to very uh, respectable, fucking formidable people in their field on to talk about the vaccine. Now, first off, we've talked about this at length on this podcast. I wish Rogan would shut the fuck up about this. I'm not here to defend Joe Rogan or whatever about this whole situation. I wish he would talk about aliens and unicorns and fucking doing DMT. I wish that's where it would go, but that's not where we are right now. So he's having conversations with people who don't necessarily agree with the main narrative, and that's where we are today. Neil Young gets his shit taken down off Spotify. Joni Mitchell takes her stuff down off Spotify. Other people threaten. Nils Lofgren comes out of the fucking clouds of the E Street Band and pulls his shit down off Spotify where it's like, dude, you're just jumping on a fucking narrative here. Shut up. Nobody gives a fuck about what you're doing, Nils Lofgren. Just shut up. I've never heard of him. Okay, yeah. I I have a theory on this, by the way, but keep going. So this is where we are. We're in this conversation as to why did this happen? Is there ulterior motive? Is Rogan in the wrong? Is Neil Young in the wrong? Is Neil Young being paid by somebody else? There is so much to digest here, and it has a lot to do with the current state of the music industry, the current state of the world. This is a fucking nuanced, deep conversation that I don't think people are taking it that way on social media. And when I saw all this happening, I got really up in arms because I'm tired of the people on the super, super far left supporting whatever fits their narrative. I'm tired of the people on the far, far right saying like, yeah, you go Rogan when they don't even give a fuck what's really going on. They just want to say fuck you to the guys on the left. I'm tired of it all. We need to get to the bottom of this. And I thought the first person I would kick it to here would be Dante, who I just mentioned wrote a beautiful article on Barstool Sports. Dante, in your research that you did for this, what did you find in the entire situation? Um, first off, is anybody else high besides Kenny right now? <laughs> yeah, Dave. Why, dude? Will, right. do you smoke, did you smoke a JJ today? No, and I did not. You, but you always so have a pretty your good split. I was going to say, you always have your vape with you, though. You do. I, uh... <laughs> So I just I just got off a plane. I took a the last flight to New York because we're gonna get buried with three feet of snow in Chicago tomorrow, and I had to get out here because we're not gonna be able to get out for two days. We got the barstool holiday party tomorrow, and then I gotta go to Vegas. So I would have been stuck in Chicago. So I just got to my fucking hotel. You guys are the best for waiting up to do this for me. Uh, I'm gonna pop a fucking gummy right now yeah 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 enjoy (laughs) okay so now it's three to two is who's high and who's not so this really is a joe rogan podcast at this point go grab some (laughs) spray paint and huff it real quick yeah yeah, yeah. dave Dave looks high (laughs) yo will will back me up on this i've never smoked weed before in my life will have i ever what that's true yeah i'm waiting now this is another piece of content we've been talking about if we do the fish concert or the 420 thing in denver i was talking about today I will, I will smoke weed on camera. I will, I will pop my cherry on camera. I gotta tell you, man, there's nothing worse than somebody's first time. It won't go right. (laughs) You'll smoke a lot of weed after that. But every time I've had friends, like the singer of anti-flag who had never smoked weed before in his whole life, we finished the whole record. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get high with him for the first time. Worst experience of my life. (laughs) No, you don't want to, because you don't want to like, they're going to be like times moving fast and all this. Yeah, like do it first at home and then go to the fish concert and do it. No, I have to do it. No, what I really want to do is that. Fish is going to make it worse. You know that, right? Fish Fish is going to make it it a lot worse. No, what I was going to say is I want to do it with Pepper and Method Man in fucking Denver. I was talking about that earlier in the group Oh, no, you don't. If Method Man hands me a blunt, I will fucking smoke it. You will be in the hospital if Method Man (laughs) hands you a blunt. That is wet as fuck if it's coming from Method Man. Let me tell you this, though. Fish 
I feel like if you smoke weed at fish, you're a bitch because <laughs> I went, I was just in Wrigleyville when they played at Wrigley field and I saw shit. I didn't even know you could do drugs like these people were doing. They were fucking sucking balloons and floating off to outer space. Kenny, what the what's even in that shit? They're that fucking they nitrous, nitrous oxide. Nitrous. Yes, it's, uh, yeah, it's with it, baby. It's Vin yeah. Diesel. It's what he puts in his car in the Fast and the Furious, dude. You have to be Everyone more. Everyone's walking around balloons. Everyone's walking around balloons. I was like, what? What the fuck is this? And then they're sucking on them in like zombie, zombie and out. Anyways, all right. <laughs> and they got their to, finger in the air. Back to cracking a nice bottle of screw off. Uh, Vino right here. Nice. Just lobby special. I'm the old fashioned here, bro. Juicing up for this one. Let's go. He's ready, dude. This is, uh, this is, this is an important conversation. Yeah. I don't, so I don't want to, I don't want to get on like a big rant. I'd rather hear what you guys have to say. But um, as I mentioned in the blog, it, it just, it's hard to, fucking see any side to this that isn't influenced by money and it's it's just sad because it seems like every fucking issue nowadays i mean even, i don't want to get into like conspiracy theories and covid and all this shit but it's like even this pandemic is like money and influence is playing a huge part in how decisions are I was calling for this podcast to be taken down and he was going to fucking pull his music down if it wasn't and all this shit. Do you think it would be getting the same coverage as this story is in the same lens as this story is? I don't think it'd be pretty juicy. I I think it'd be, it'd be, it'd be like fun. It's, it's almost like eating like dessert the entire day and then having something savory at night. Like you're just like used to the same stuff and all automatically the, the, the script just gets flipped and you're just like, Whoa, where am I? I mean, that's a hard, like, that's a hard thing though, Dante, because on the political spectrum, sure. It's an equal comparison, but like on a respect level. Yeah. I know, you're right. Like, you're talking what Kid Rock death. does. Yeah. Exactly. You're talking life uh, and death. That was good. Well, Kid Rock was also in Joe Dirt. So I automatically Kid Rock is also a rich white kid from the suburbs of Detroit. Like, Facts. he's not actually a fucking redneck either. When I, it's all Which is, like, also another... Another part of this conversation that makes me laugh is it's just a bunch of rich white people yelling at each other. Like, no, literally, market it's opportunities. Young. Done. Like, it's, Deal. It's just like of all the conversations in the world, and this was one of the things I also tweeted, of all the terrible things that happen in this world, why is this what we're talking about? Why is this what we're so fucking focused on? Let's stop talking about weird. it. And you know Let's what? Fuck it. I'm going to upload it. my uh, new fitness record to Spotify tomorrow. Fuck it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, that actually is a perfect segue because that leads me to the second half of this conversation. So. No, this is and, the last half. I'm going to bed. I'm waiting. Me and Will have uh, a new song coming out this week. It's called, or two new songs. It's second and sorrow and too little too late. And luckily yeah. enough for us, we've had, a, we've had a lot of radio spinning it before it's out. Right, so we've had we've gone on rotation in K, uh, KCRW in LA, and then uh, our iHeart Radio debut came out in Philly on Sunday night. And I'm listening to this show, and all I can think, and Kenny can back this up, everything sounds the same. 
like literally mix the same, same drum, same everything. Everything sounds the same. And it leads me to a conversation I had with, with Rob Gross last week, who used to work for Interscope, now owns his own shop. But rock and roll is no longer pop. It's not the popular genre. It's now hip hop. Rock is rock is has a serious when, fucking idea. Colin, when was it though? When was what? Was it seventeen? The nineties. Nirvana and grunge. when was rock pop? From the year nineteen sixty three until about two, <laughs> until 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 twenty seventeen. Man, I told you twenty seventeen yeah, yeah. when everything no, changed. Yeah, right. until, I know, but in our lifetime, when was it? I, I mean, dude. I agree did, you, did you buy Canada. train records or Matchbox Twenty records or anything? No, how like many teeny that? boppers were wearing fucking Nirvana t-shirts and Pearl Jam t-shirts in the nineties? I'm that saying was the pop. when I when I say pop, I mean you're going to hear it on terrestrial radio and you're going to see yeah, it all over. Exactly. The yeah, yeah, it's not anymore. And and this is the point that I want to make in this or have this conversation. As a rock musician, as Will's a rock musician, as Kenny's a rock musician, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, we are not the dominant genre of music anymore. At one point, big band swing jazz was the fucking dominant fucking mu music of America, whatever. Rock and roll is not anymore. Baseball used to be the fucking sport of America. Now it's the fourth, maybe the third. I don't know. But things change. Things shift. But right now, as far as where rock and roll is, it's not. And I think where I want to lead in this is if rock and roll doesn't start to lean into what makes rock and roll rock and roll and doesn't stop trying to be fucking hip hop or pop or anything like that, it's going to go the way of big band swing jazz and we're all fucked. When I see this, it's because I found records like Turnstile recently or Gang of Youths or the new War on Drugs record. Bands that really know who the fuck they are and make the music they want to make and they're not catering towards fucking pop top 50 radio, that will keep the genre alive. But right now, I don't know. I've had this rebirth in interest in my own genre and I'm finding these bands that I fucking love and none of them are the big bands. And I don't, there is no big band. I don't know what I'm talking about. There's no fucking giant band right now. I'm just interested is where the fuck do we go? And Kenny, I lean to you first. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, where do you even, I mean, where do you even fucking start? It's like you, you put up, you put, splice.com on the internet and a fucking logic that comes free on your fucking computer and you're dragon dropping loops and fucking bada bing bada boom and like you know it's like who knows man it's just it's evolving you know we were going from streaming we're not gonna go down this road Dave because I'm about to go to bed too but when music becomes NFTs right and that type of ownership starts happening to music and stuff like that like it's just an ever-changing landscape and ecosystem and like i don't know man it, it comes and goes and i, I don't kenny, know what's coming next but kenny as a producer when a band comes to you and they're putting like eight behind their shit or they have everything sound exactly the same like everything else does aren't you kind of like why don't you try and do something a little well different. that's i mean yeah that's all every maybe it's a producer thing every band that i that comes to me they're like i normally play eight eighth note fucking open hats i'm like well we're gonna play 16 clothes this time or else what the fuck am i doing here if you're gonna go do the same thing you want to do what the fuck am i doing here so as a producer that's how i've always approached it to my job is to get them out of their own way and yeah you can't say it's good producers and bad producers because the producers of the music that you're saying sounds all the same are dominating top 40 charts so it's like well, I, you know, I don't fucking know. You call yeah, it a purist I mean, thing? Sure. And I mean, it's not even a purist thing as much as like literally I, I, I like finished listening to this new music discovery show. And I, at the end of it, I was like, there was two songs that stuck out to me. It was Memory by Turnstile. 
which I, I cannot stop listening to that fucking record because it's so good. And then it was mine because I knew that one and it's really good. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, I look at it from the perspective of, like, why is everybody doing the same shit? Even the bands like Spoon that I love. I li- there was a Spoon song in there, and I was like, that sounds like the other six you know songs. Why? You know why it's me. happening? Because one song can no longer change your life. Mm. It used to be one song can change your life. And so you spend all the time in a closed, locked room with no windows trying to write the best song you can. Now you need a couple. So I need to break out a couple of these viral fucking hits. Oh, man, I hate that fucking word. 15 oh, seconds okay. at a time. Hey, these are, these are the nuggets that I love to hear from you. <laughs> Thanks, man. It comes from a lot of anger and hate, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys, doesn't it just feel good to have everybody together? I think we've all been traveling so much and everybody's been so fucking all over the place and doing so many pieces of content that it's like we haven't been able to sit around the four of us plus Will and just fucking like yell about shit in like three weeks. This feels great. I love it, be honest. I love it. Was it was cathartic. It was cathartic. I don't know. I just, I just want to hear reaction from this. I, I hope that people listen to this and they're like, wow, like that was actually a good nuanced conversation. And they're not like, fuck those guys, those anti-vax piece of shit. Or they're like those fucking liberal hippie douche assholes. Yo, any press is good press, man. If they hate it, I love it. Yeah, hate it, or, hate it, or love it. Me and Dave are on the top. same vibe with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah I mean, such a great song. How good is that? That song, yeah. dude. That might be one of the best albums of dude, all. Dude, so here's here's my theory. Here's my hope. This Super Bowl halftime show. I have I a feeling. Know. I have a feeling that Dre and M are gonna bring Fifty Cent out and. They're going to fucking do a bunch of like the aftermath, shady 50 cent shit. And that game is going to come out and do hate it or love it with 50. And wow. Nobody's seen the game in years. Dude, if it, but yo, he's, he's relevant again. He just, I know he's putting out new music. Here's my thing though. If you're, if you're LA, I'm not even from LA, but if you're LA and you're planning the perfect hip hop, like half hour concert, is that not what you would do? Also, you got to get ice cube in there, which I Mm. I think they're going to do. I think, I think they're pulling out all stops. I think I fucking hope so, man. I I mean, the lineup is, is so large already. I mean, even a, you know, they've, they could just double what they have easily. And then they bring out the new blood Kendrick. Oh man. Yeah, they got they got Kendrick. I got, maybe I, got I got fuck you, man. Dude, maybe they'll bring if they want to really get legendary, they'll bring out a hologram of Nipsey Hustle. Let's get let's get real fucking West Coast with it. No, dude. Colin, actually I think that's gonna happen. I I I think that there's definitely gonna be some sort of tribute to Nipsey Hustle because just because of how much the NFL has followed the like done they've done so many Nipsey Hustle tributes and they've interviewed Deshaun Jackson about his relationship with Nipsey and like all of that. Like they're they've done documentaries on Nipsey. So I th- I think that's gonna be a part of it. Wait, wait, where where was that? I never I never saw that. Saw it either. Um it's like uh it's the show's called NFL 360. There's one there's one episode where they um I think they followed around Nipsey and his like sort of production neighborhood production music production school when he was still around um i think it was mainly filmed yeah, prior I just, to i just found it the la marathon yep that's the one yeah i gotta watch Damn. it i never even this really was good on espn 
Um, they may have only had it up on Game Pass. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is uh, like right in my wheelhouse. I'm glad you brought this up. I mean, dude, is there any artist that has ever been more respected after he's dead as opposed to when he was alive? Because Nipsey was doing this for fucking 10 years before he got murdered. And now people want to give Nipsey his respect when he was spitting all the same shit before while he was still alive. Like, dude, rest in peace, Nipsey, because he's a goddamn genius. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel like we got a lot of good shit out this episode. I got to be completely honest. Like, it was nice not to have to cut to an interview for once. Hopefully next week we get Lil B the base guy on here. We have a lot of interviews in the pipe. We have a lot of, you know, fucking great content ideas coming our way. This place, this thing's just going up, up, and up, and we'll keep moving that way. Um yeah, Dante's in New York. Shouts out Neil Young. Uh, Dave, <laughs> are you ready for your fucking uh, 20 inches of snow, brother? No, man. Oh, man. No. No. Are you not keep going them, to Keep New them York? gummies going, bro. What's that? Keep are them you gummies not going, going to New bro. York? They've already <laughs> flights. Even if I wanted to get it on a flight, I couldn't right now. Um, fuck, that's oh. up, dude. Yeah, we got, we got like three inches of snow and everybody thought it was the end of the world. Uh, Kenny, I know it's like 90 degrees. I was going to say, I'll let you guess what the weather is out here. What's the weather out there, Kenny? I was like 74 today, not a cloud in the sky. Kenny, you motherfucker. Uh, Kenny, I'll be there next weekend. I'll be there next weekend for the Super Bowl. Oh, you're going? Bro, if you find time, hit me up. I'm not going to the game. I'm I'm going out there to fucking rage and and all that bullshit. But, yo, Kenny, I think I'm playing a party, too. Kenny, uh, dinner at Craig's. Let's do it. Craig's is my fucking spot. Text me up, baby. I'm ready to go. All right. Let's do it. Fuck. Oh, my God. Good for you guys, man. Y'all going to have to come out Um, to L.A., man. I want to come out to L.A. We need to fucking get some shit set up out there. We can fucking, you know, get some content. Craig's and Randy's. Randy's Donuts, best thing about L.A. By a mile. By a mile. Man, but I also got the local spots, like, you know, too, that you ain't ever heard of. Well, listen, we'll all get out to L.A. soon. We'll film some fucking content. Uh, but what I what I was going to say was thank you, William Shade, for coming on as well. Will, thank you for coming on here. Yo, guys, Will, that was great. Have me on literally whenever. That was that was great. Uh, and then to wrap this all up, please, Friday, tune in on your radios. If you're in Nashville, Philly, Los Angeles, or... Washington, D.C., you will hear one of our new singles. We have two dropping on Friday, Second and Sorrow, and Too Little Too Late. For everybody here, we'll see you guys next week. Fucking subscribe, do all that bullshit, look at the YouTube. I don't care what you do. Just fucking follow us and keep our numbers pumping. But, uh, um, gentlemen, anything else today? Go ahead. Yeah, Colin, how do we hear those songs if we can't tune in on the radio? Uh, Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> Go to Spotify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Support uh, misinformation. Do all that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. We fucking love you guys. Take it easy.